welcome to another Round the Rotary with me, your host, J.P. Warren. And uh, we got a little special uh, uh, episode today for you all out there. We got uh, two members of the Texas A&M SPE um, uh, group right now. But before we start this podcast, I have to say that Round the Rotary podcast is brought to you by Capital Petroleum Consultants. CPC specializes in project engineering and well site supervision in all disciplines in the oil and gas industry. Contact us through www.capitalpetroleumconsultants.com to see what CPC can do for you today. Yeah? Nice. So it's y'all's, first, it's y'all's first podcast, huh? First one. Yep. First one ever. I know. It's it's like, I think it's like my 46th and I still dislike. I like the first one, yeah. Oh, I got to like ramp myself up. So anyway, everyone listening, I just want to introduce uh, who we have right now in the studio. We have Dean Murphy uh, sitting to my right, the uh, Tex A&M SPE president of uh, 2020 and through 2021. Mm-hmm. And then we have Keen Upshaw, Tex A&M vice president, external, external vice president, is that right? Either one. Which one do you go by? <laughs> VPE. So VPE. There you go. A little v- we got, we got Keaton Upshaw, VPE right. of uh, <laughs> Texas A&M SPE uh, for a class of 2021 as well. So guys, first off, thank you for joining me in the studio. Like, the, I mean, the point of this podcast, I mean, I feel right now with everything going on in the industry right now, um, obviously there's what y'all are – first off, what are y'all seeing right now on based on – everything like y'all the resources out there Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess first off again thank you so much for for having us no Um, no 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 thank you (laughs) thank you enough of that enough of the the formality (laughs) no more thank you thank both no more thank you you. i'm I'm a thank you guy okay (laughs) yeah we're we're avid listeners of podcasts so it's just cool to to finally be a part of one um i guess as far as what we're seeing uh, i'll speak kind of broadly for our class i guess uh you know, the, this is a, a record-breaking, you know, downturn, um, you know, with negative oil prices and all that. So uh, we're experiencing basically a zero job availability. Um, yeah. And and I think our, our last career fair, we had probably one to maybe three jobs available. I think it was uh, uh, Concha, or Conoco and then uh, Chevron were pretty much the only ones. So, the, so, so there's yeah. like kind of like you you go to these career fairs and there's mm-hmm. really not much out there. So you're seeing yeah, that yeah. you're seeing not a lot of jobs being offered right now. What do you, what do you, what are you seeing? A lot of uncertainty with, uh, especially from the student side, uh, just being, you know, a student ourselves, we kind of, we're at the forefront of that because we're, you know, vice president and president of SPE. We're supposed to be, you know, yeah. uh, up there and involved with our, our, uh, organization and our school. But uh, so we we try to be the forefront of that and try to keep people motivated as much as we can, even though you know we have the same that's tough feelings they have. That's tough. So. And so everyone listening, I, I brought them in here because um, I, I think first off, it's it's beneficial for not just people that are in the oil and gas industry right now um, to understand kind of what's going on to people that are coming into the oil and gas industry, but it's also I think it's going to benefit y'all because hopefully we we, we talk about some stuff that you know uh, maybe people. So there's like two sides of the fence right now. People, you know, mm-hmm. y'all that are still in school, kind of you know about to graduate about to come in the oil and gas industry welcome um and there's the other side of things where where people are that are have been in the oil and gas industry that are kind of holding on to their jobs and kind of staying there so i kind of wanted this to kind of be a um uh, an avenue for um people on both sides of the fence to kind of hear what's going on because i think right now there's so much uncertainty as you said people are nervous people are scared i don't think people are I don't. I'm not sure if the effort is there to uh, to uh, be advocates or, or communicate to the people that are about to come in the industry. So, guys, thank y'all for being here. I'm, don't say thank you. Thank you for be, thank y'all for being here. And I um, I'm really looking forward to this because I, I want to kind of uh, 
create a little bridge here, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess let's get this kicked off. So let's start off with you, uh, Dean. Why in the hell the oil field? <laughs> Especially right now. That's Go a great ahead. question. I ask myself that every day recently. Do you regret, do you regret your decision? <laughs> no, no. God, no. Okay. All Definitely right. Definitely not. Um, so I got my start in, the in, I guess, engineering first. Um, when I was in high school, I, I took a lot of math and science classes. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed those, and I was successful in those. Um, and so uh, I kind of figured, you know, I'd probably be going down this kind of the STEM career path, whether that be engineering or uh, something similar. Right. Um, and then uh, started talking with my dad. He he worked for a, a civil engineering firm at the time, and uh, he had some friends that were in oil and gas. He was making uh, frac sand terminals. Okay. Um, with with his company that he was working at, and um, so there were some guys from Oxy that I talked to, um, a guy named Philip, and. Um, after talking to him, I mean, he was really trying to sell me on A&M and, and petroleum engineering. He said, man, if, if you like math and science, you want to be an engineer, you got to go to so you know, you're getting, A&M. You're getting this told to you when you're 18 years old. Yeah, I think like I was actually 16 at the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was like my my junior Okay. He's going over the head, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, the whole time he was going off the <laughs> job. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, yeah. there's, all, there's so many so many <laughs> basins out there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was it was just a, a cool experience being able to talk to him, and I mean he he completely sold me. Um, well, what what what, mm-hmm. what what did he sell you on? For sure, yeah. So he went and uh, he kind of went through his day to day. He was okay. a drilling engineer, okay. and um, kind of hearing his his thought process behind his job day to day. You know, obviously every day on the drilling rig it's it's different. Right. You know, I've had internships. I'd be able to send some of that now, so I uh, can I can definitely see what he was talking about now, but. Um, being able to to use the data that you're getting from the rig and being able to kind of come up with a story in your head of what's going on down hole, uh, you know, two miles beneath you or something Dude, like that. That blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. So to this day. Still. Yeah. Hearing that is just like, you know, that would be yeah, awesome still. to get into that. Not that so. old. <laughs> so, yeah. <For> me. <laughs> So, so this, the, the, the aspect of actually like, I guess the, the engineering side of things, being able to see things two miles, you know, yeah, yeah. that you can't see that you kind of have to feel your way around because you're exactly. kind of guessing on de- data and all that yeah. stuff. So that kind of, that, uh, entice you to kind of go in the oil field, pursue yeah. a patro- petroleum engineer degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah. Right. So that's, that's what got me into it at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And why'd you stay? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Or are you stuck? Yeah. A little, th- a little bit of both. You know what? I think we're all stuck right now. <laughs> yeah, so right. let's just keep on plowing forward. Yeah. All right. No, but just being involved in uh, in A and M in general and meeting meeting people and having great mentors. Yeah, definitely kept me um, really involved. So, do you have mentors like in the school, or there, there is actual company mentor mentorship? Um, I would say both. Okay, I'd say both for sure. Um, when I got started my freshman year. Uh, I really wanted to get started early, so uh, I jumped into the some of the petroleum orgs, um, American Association of Drilling Engineers, yeah. Society of Petroleum Engineers, those, um, and I kind of got on some committees and was putting together events just so I would have a better idea right. of what I was getting myself into. Because at A okay. and M, you apply to a major your freshman year, um, so I wanted to know for sure, like you know, do you do you like petroleum engineering before I kind of jumped into it and applied for it? So, so okay, all right. What about you, Keaton? Oh, kind of similar lines as Dean, you know, I was always good at math, science. I really enjoyed physics. Okay. And, uh, my physics teacher was actually a chemical engineer by trade. All right. And she retired and decided to go to teaching, and she was really good at it, really convincing. Uh, made me enjoy engineering just in general, but I knew I wanted to do uh, something involved with energy. Yeah. And I, like we talked about well, earlier. Well, why? Well, why? Because we all need it. It's, it's something we need. Uh, petroleum is... Probably the most uncertain one, I feel like, because like we were just talking about, uh, you're literally drilling, you know, below the ground. You can't see anything. Yeah. Don't know what's going on. Yeah. But 
uh, I think that's what makes it exciting. Uh, having those unknowns uh, just gives you more of an edge and makes you want to, you know, figure, the, to, figure, figure the those problem problems out. out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she she's the one that I guess encouraged me and gave me that mindset of uh, you can tackle a problem if you uh, put your, your your mindset to it and what you learn to it. And yeah. Help, use the help of those around you. So. Uh, that was probably the main reason I joined uh, engineering in general. Okay, but petroleum was, I guess, the energy aspect of it. So where, so where, so where'd you grow up at? Uh, southeast Texas, from I'm from around the Beaumont area. Okay, yeah. So, bunch of refineries, bunch of plants, chemical plants. All right. Actually, worked in a chemical plant uh, after freshman year. So I worked in a as a turnaround helper in the field, and we were just performing a turnaround on a and performing like maintenance okay. on a, a Huntsman plant. And uh, that gave me like an even better experience. It's more of the chemical side of it, but right. it's the the downstream part of it, and it kind of helps you understand where oil goes from the upstream to the downstream. And I think so, it just wrapped it up as a whole. So, what brings you to the? I guess the the, the, the I mean, you have that you have that mentor. Yeah. By the way, I love how everyone I talk to on this podcast they always have that one person that kind of spoke to them spoke to them exactly. you know what I mean yeah. like that, that kind of encouraged them like hey I know you know mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about this but you should do this yeah. trust me like there's always that one mentor that like that I'm hearing from you that I hear from previous guests as well which is and that, that's something to take home like no matter who you're talking to I mean you might be that one person you might be that one mentor exactly you know what I mean Yep. So I think that's I think that's pretty interesting too. So what's keeping you? I guess why did you choose petroleum? Because everyone has a need for energy, and you're like, it's the most stable thing out there, oil and gas. Yeah, I don't think it's stable right now. Dude, but I don't know if I quite <laughs> stable. <laughs> it's it's not, not stable, but I'm you know I'm someone who's always been you know I like consistency. Yeah, and I think that's one of my weaknesses actually. So. I think I wanted to do something that wasn't as consistent. Okay. And that's what this industry is, that, obviously. That is this industry, so, unfortunately. Uh, I just figured that would make me, you know, a better engineer, better person overall. So that's that's one of the main reasons I chose it, honestly. Okay. Well, hey, I, I kind of get in a little background about y'all before we kind of get into the topics I want to discuss. Uh, um, t- tell me about y'all's uh, internships or experience in, I guess, in the oil and gas industry. I, I know that y'all have had uh, previous uh, internships at some operators and all that stuff. Why don't you just kind of give us the ele- elevator spiel on that real quick? Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead. Uh, so last summer, summer 2019, before all this happened, mm-hmm. I interned with Apache Corporation. Okay. Um, Out of I'll, Houston? I, yeah, I was located in an old oil field up in Levelland, Texas, by Lubbock. Okay. So I was up in there. Um, we were. I was working at the Levelland field, their their unit up there. What are you doing up there? Uh, just working as a production foreman, working with the production foreman, basically. You know, just day to day operations, performing uh, maintenance on uh, uh, jack uh, jack pumps and stuff like was that. Was that your first? So, was that your first internship in the oil and gas industry? It was. It was. What'd you think? It was a lot. It was a lot of information to take in. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. I, I was I gonna say, did you have any idea? I mean, did did the expectations meet the reality? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's your first exposure to the oil and gas industry. Yeah. Real exposure, besides yeah. outside of academia, right? I think it exceeded it for sure. Because, like, you know, we were learning so much stuff. That's the semester before. Uh, you're learning all these different things in your your academic career, but. You don't really know how it applies until you get to the field. And yeah. once you get to the field, it's a lot more than what they actually teach you. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot more components that go into, you know, figuring out problems. And 
because they they kind of simplify it and dumb it down in school. But once you get out there, it's kind of a little bit more complicated, yeah. and there's a lot of aspects that you have to. So, take do you feel that? Do you feel that? I guess to better prepare students for for going into the industry, actual real life experience. Do you feel uh, maybe? Obviously, I'm not going to ask you to change the curriculum, but do you feel like the curriculum should have some more? You know, like, hey, this is going on. Like, let's let's troubleshoot this because honestly, 99 percent of the engineers I talk to half their job is troubleshooting stuff. Exactly. So do you feel that, I mean, that could be kind of more of a um, um, a benefit to uh, to discuss kind of troubleshooting issues that occur in the field? Yeah, okay. I mean, most definitely. Um, I think it would be really neat. I'm, I'm sure a few schools do this as well, but, um, you know, doing tours and being able to see things in person, uh, I think is a huge uh, piece of, of the education right. part, especially for something like oil and gas, where it's it's all moving parts and tools and stuff that are, uh, not as familiar. And y'all just had a, a tour at uh, Fesco, right? Yeah, Fesco. yeah, that is correct. Two weeks ago from mm-hmm. today, I believe. Really? Oh, yeah. Great company. Yeah, we had uh, Justin Finley on the the pot. That's what I'm writing on Fesco right now. Right Fesco there. right there, baby. I got my cup. Nice. Oh, really? Fesco cup. Nice. Yeah, they there gave us cups when we went. Well, Justin Finley, I expect some sort of uh, kickback uh, <laughs> from uh, plugging your company so much. Exactly, but, uh, yep. so what? So you? So that was a good experience for you. You got in the field. You actually started uh, troubleshooting some issues. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You meet some good people out there. That that was my favorite part, honestly. Is uh, you know, working the, the summer I talked about working in the chemical plant. Yeah. Um, you work with a lot of people who are like, I, that I told them I was an engineer going to you know A and M, and they were like, oh, he's an engineer. And they would just mess with me the whole time. And they were like, they would like throw a wrench at me and be like, show me how to use it. They didn't teach you that in college. Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, calculate this for me or something like that. But dude, I remember, I remember when I was working offshore, we were changing the uh, the uh, the brakes off of a, a, da- uh, a draw works, and you know I'm kind of getting in there and all that stuff. And we had one you know assistant rig manager. I don't think he like because I was the the college kid and yeah, all that stuff. Exactly. They didn't teach you how to do that in college. And I was like, no, they didn't actually. I studied marketing. They did yeah. not teach me any of this shit. Yeah. So, no, they didn't teach mm-hmm. me this. So bear with me a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the, the the most beneficial parts about our industry is the people that you meet. I mean, all walks of life. You're first-generation oil field, correct? Exactly. What about you? Same as well. Same as well? Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So we're all sitting here, all Aggies, all first-generation oil field, <laughs> yeah. still have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I like to figure that. it out. Trying to figure it out as we go on. Exactly. So, Dean, tell me about your kind of uh, your previous experience mm-hmm. kind of uh, with your internships and kind of uh, where you're at right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my freshman year, I was fortunate enough to uh, to start with Southwestern Energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the Houston, um, so they're based in Houston, but I was in the, um, uh, the Arkansas property. At the okay. Time, the okay. Arkansas base. Yeah. So, um, they had me based in Arkansas. I was living in, in Conway, um, which was, which was pretty nice. And then, uh, working in Damascus. Uh, what were you doing? What were you doing with uh, Southwest? So we were the, the position they used to have, I'm not sure if they're, they're still really doing it since they've sold the Arkansas piece so far, but, um, uh, or as of late, um, but basically, it was a production roustabout kind of position Okay. where uh, you rotate, I believe it was like every week or every two weeks, you rotate to a different group. So one week, you might be going out with, um, you know, plunger installs. Uh, the next week, you might be going out and uh, setting up compressors and stuff like that. And yeah. The next day, you might be with the roustabouts, uh, you know, spray painting or putting together barbed wire fence. So every day is different. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And you're meeting people that are different mm-hmm. walks of life, different, sure. different experience, yeah, different, yeah. Uh, different characters. Most definitely. There were, and then 
in Arkansas, there were there were so many characters, so many uh, just crazy stories, all the sayings that they would say in the field. And oh, brother, man! All you, that just hilarious. I can't wait stuff. to get. You. I, I can't. Wa- <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for like five years from now. We'll like tag up like yeah. all the old field. Be like, no, it's not just Arkansas. There's characters. There's no, characters everywhere, everywhere in the old field. Everywhere for sure. So, so you enjoy? Did you enjoy that? I mean, oh, most definitely. That was that was easily you know probably my favorite summer so far. Um, I was. I mean, not only was I working in Arkansas, but you know, that's, I think that's eight, eight or nine hours away from my home. Yeah. Um, working in my own apartment. Um, and I think I, that was the summer I turned 18. So I was really yeah, pretty young to be, to be doing that. And it was like uh, three years ago for me. <laughs> being able to get a, you know, a, a firsthand experience kind of working a job and, and living independently, um, was I think a, a big part of, of my growth. So was there, was there any point in y'all's uh, internships when you kind of like, were like, Oh shit. Like, I think I chose the wrong thing. I should have gone mechanical engineering or still or electrical. I mean, or was this kind of one of those things that kind of like, man, I, I'm, what were y'all's feelings about it? About, I guess the first uh, stint. So I would say it was, a uh, like I said, said earlier, is a lot of information. Yeah. So, at first, you're just you're just taking it in, you're taking it in, right. and then they ask you to apply it to your project or your presentation, whatever it is. And I think that's when you begin to feel overwhelmed, if anything, yeah, is because you you're given so much information, and you as an engineer have to process it really fast and be able to apply that to a software or in the field. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing for me was uh, being able to digest that information and actually apply it to a Right. You know, a project in a you know a three month period, which is kind of a cool uh, cool experience. I mean, which picking, is, yeah. picking stuff up and learning and applying it. I think that's it's you know really outside cool. the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dean? I mean, when I when I first got in there, I was you know obviously uh, absorbing it all um, at first, and that was uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, at first I had a you know a little notepad. I thought I would need to take notes while I was in the field and. I remember that. I mean, oh, I, I did that every yeah, day. Every yeah. day. <laughs> Dude, yeah, every day. I, I got to a point when my first hitch, uh, when I was working on my first hour, when I was working at Noble, I actually carried it around. I was like, slicker than owl shit yeah. means slippery. <laughs> exactly. Check. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that was basically half my notebook was writing down acronyms. Sayings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What kind of feces was that on the doorknob? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Nippling up. Actual yeah. non-pornography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we got some weird sayings related. in the, old, yeah. in the no, gas sure. industry. For sure. So getting used to that was... You know, at first I, I had the notepad and was kind of taking it right. um, in more of a, a technical uh, perspective, I guess, because, I mean, that's kind of what I was used to. But after a while, you kind of figure out it's a little bit more informal um, and it's a lot more about just actual work experience. You don't have to write it down to memorize it. You know, if you're doing it, uh, you know, week to week, you're going to remember it. Right. Um, it's going to, you know, go to go to heart, basically. So how did you get uh, involved in, I guess, uh, I, I noticed on, on your LinkedIn profile, both mm-hmm. of y'all have done a lot of uh, volunteer work. Um, y'all do the big event and y'all do other, other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. How did you get involved to actually take that step? Because I, I remember me being in college, I mean, I didn't get involved in many different mm-hmm. organizations, but how did you take that step on and why did you, did you decide to get so involved in SBE, both of y'all? Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, I really, really wanted to get a kind of a head start, and and also again, like I like I mentioned earlier, get a, a better idea of what my major was going to look like, right. and, you know, what my future career would look like. So as a freshman, I wanted to get in and, and get into some of those orgs and uh, and learn all I could. And so um, I started off with with AADE primarily, um, and I had some really great mentors, uh, Lauren Borden and, and Patrick Smith were 
uh, some of the people that, that really helped me out. And, and as a freshman, I was kind of intimidated to get involved uh, in committees, but um, them and, and a few other people uh, were, were really uh, integral parts of, of getting me involved and encouraging me to you know, apply for a director position and then, you know, further on down the road. So what would you tell people right now, I guess, that are in college right now, I guess, hesitant? I mean, because I, I, I would yeah. fall in one of those classes about being hesitant to get involved in a committee and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you tell people that are kind of listening right now that might be in universe or now in a career path that kind of hesitant to get involved? But mm-hmm. what, what would you tell them right now? I mean, uh, you, you got to think what's the worst case, right? You know, worst case scenario, uh, you join the org, you get a feel for it. Maybe you apply and you don't get the position. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, uh, especially at A&M, I think we have the most student orgs of, of any American college, I believe, um, or, or at least, you know, one of the top ones. So there's plenty of places to, to get involved. Um, and so for me, I actually didn't uh, start out with AD. I started out with um, some uh, some traveling abroad kind of group. Yeah. Um, and I started out with them and um, I had the most points for involvement. It was, you know, I thought it was going great. And then I didn't, I didn't get picked to ultimately go abroad. So um, instead of kind of getting mad and giving up, I just rotated. I went to ADE. And shifted, I mean, shifted your energy. Exactly. Shifted your yeah. Focus. Yeah. You right. just go to the next place right. and uh, work hard there and hope that someone sees it. All right. Luckily they did. What about you? What, what, why, why'd you get involved? Uh, so I would say mine started with volunteering. Um, uh, it mostly started with, uh, I guess, SPE, sophomore year. Okay. I, I was already volunteering with, like, big event, like you mentioned, uh, Aggie Replant, uh, Kyle Field Cleanup, all those volunteer events that the univers- universities hold. What, what was your drive to get involved in so many volunteer organizations? It's just something I enjoy. It's a it's a way to de-stress for me. It's like, okay. it's like working out. I love to work out. I like to run. Um, and helping, you know, pick up trash off the street or something like that or, you know, go helping people, you know, replant uh, trees or something like that, that that's a way to de-stress for me and it makes yeah. me feel good, you know. And kind of giving back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Giving nice. back in a way that's, you know, not focusing on me, but mm-hmm. uh, others and the environment as well. So uh, I started that with SPE and um, I really liked our mentor and the director. Um, her name is Tracy Ike. She, she works for Exxon now. Okay. Uh, super, super great person. Really uh, motivated me to get more involved than Ari was and, uh, Encouraged me to, you know, at least apply for the director position of philanthropy. But I, uh, my friend, actually, the one we were talking about earlier, has uh, got a job for BP. Uh, Congratulations. To her. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, she uh, she actually applied for the SPE one, so I just applied for the AADE one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we, we kind of just teamed up, and, you know, uh, our, our orgs worked together, and we were already friends. So we figured uh, if we were both directors of those positions, then... Um, we could, uh, you know, hold events more, uh, have better communication between the, the org and stuff like that. And then from there, I applied uh, to be an officer after they encouraged me. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of an introvert already. Yeah. So, like, uh, I didn't want to be the officer. And they were like, come on, come on. Our friend group's doing it. You got to yeah. do it. <laughs> so you put yourself out there. You kind of got in a, in a situation you're uncomfortable with. Exactly. I, yeah. I was actually very uncomfortable, and I didn't want to be <laughs> the VPE. Well, but, time out, time out. I'm like, I kind of want to yeah. talk about this real quick. Well, I mean, we can talk about it. We can talk about you're, it. You are an introvert. I am okay. very introvert. What are, what are you? Uh, I'd say I have a mix of the two. It really, just you're a nice. You're a nice he, little. You're a blend. He's, he's a blend. Yeah. But yeah, you as an in, you as an introvert, yeah. uh, your position is external. Yes. Right. You're your vice president external. So that means what does that entail? Being an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so you, you're in have, you're having to reach out to, to companies, companies. And, and organizations and yeah. and trying to get people you know to the school to to what to, to 
speak Board or events uh present you know sponsor events like tailgates so how, uh, golf how, tournaments. how is that for you as an introvert um i really enjoy it now you know uh for the past two years, I've been working towards being, you know, an introvert to being more of a, you know, an extroverted person and, uh, you know, trying to put myself out there, like you said. And, uh, yeah, so, like, as a VP external, I kind of just uh, outreach to companies, get them to uh, sponsor our events. And mostly, it, I, I feel like my role has changed than it was uh, for the previous officer who did my role. Why? Because uh, of COVID, mostly. So how how has it how has it changed? So before it was mostly just sending emails, right. you know, and then uh, once you get sponsors, all the events are confirmed, the dates are down. So you, it was kind of it was, yeah, not easier, but it was kind of um, it was more receptive. More receptive, mm-hmm. right, definitely. Right. Because people people are more willing to be in person and. For sure hold events and spend their money if they're, you know, actually interacting. So you all seen kind of like a slowdown when it comes to uh, uh, people responding or company oh, involvement? There, I would say sponsorship-wise, of course, because well, know, yeah, I mean, money's an money's, issue. Money's, yeah, obviously. But the, the amount of information that we have, you know, now compared to before COVID, yeah. I feel like has exploded. Mm-hmm. Like your podcast, for instance, you're putting out information – uh, yeah, it's the number one hit podcast. No one's talking yeah, about yeah. that right now, though. You're, no one's talking about I mean, it's the number <laughs> number one hit podcast. Now it is. No one's bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, but there's a bunch of more information out there. So we're actually being bombarded with mm-hmm. uh, universities sending us, you know, their own presentations, their own events. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, can you advertise this for us? And, you know, of course, we're happy to advertise right. that because we want students to be, you know, um, and we want them to have information, you know, available to them. And our job as, you know, officers is to make sure that information is given to them or presented to them uh, and make sure we're doing our part, you know, help them out while. Uh, well, that's kind of tough to kind of be in both y'all's uh, roles yeah. um, right now with, uh, I guess, everything going on. I mean, COVID's been around since March. It's still plus the election, plus yeah. this, plus Q4. So, I mean, there's there's still this, There's there's a lot against you guys right now. You know what I mean, and I, I don't envy y'all. You know what I mean, but I'm, I'm <laughs> but I'm proud. I, but I'm, I'm it's it's kind of encouraging to hear what y'all are doing, and so right now I guess with 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 as an external VP um, and as the president, but I want to talk about the external side first. But as an external VP, um, the responses are slower. Companies are a little bit slower to 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 sponsor things and 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 all that stuff. So what can the oil and gas industry do? To not just you, but also other as you know uh, uh, chapters out there. Not just SBE, but AD, SBE. Mm-hmm. What can um, not just companies, but what, what could people do to kind of help help uh, the the your fellow students in this during these times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a great question. I think. Thank you. Uh, yeah, for sure. SPE has, you know, like the mentorship program, which is uh, I feel like it's been more on the come up, and more people are you know know about it, and. Um, I think that's a big thing that could play a role in, you know, getting that outreach, especially in times like this when things are slowed down, events are slower. Right. Uh, it'd be nice for students to have, you know, a mentor in industry. And that's something we kind of talked about last semester with, mm-hmm. with our officers. And So what does that look like? So basically, um, we have contact lists already, and we have, you know, former student contact lists. Right. And uh, that would consist basically, you know, uh, sending out emails to them saying, hey, would you be willing to mentor one of our younger students, whether they're a freshman, sophomore, senior, uh, junior, anything like that. 
And, um, you know, just kind of helping them with their resume, with the job search, if they have any questions, uh, something like that. Well, hey, I, th- I, think, that's, uh, I think that's great that y'all have a – there's a database and all that stuff, that actual names. But I think if anyone's listening right now, you can find Keaton Upshaw and Dean Murphy on LinkedIn. And I think this is actually kind of a cool little avenue that people could potentially go down. I mean, they don't have to be a- A&M graduates. They don't have to be yeah. Aggies. Oh, exactly. I think uh, that's kind of cool, even if it's like – because you hear about so in this podcast you hear about mentorship right mm-hmm. but that's usually if you're at the same company you know what yeah. I mean like oh it's yeah, yeah. mentor my, my blow boss. Yeah. but that being said you can still be a mentor even if you're in Dallas and y'all are on College Station or exactly. you're in uh, you're a student in Oklahoma and you know the the office is in Houston so yeah. I do think that as an industry I think um, and not just a company but as a person if I think if anyone's out there listening right now who kind of does want to get involved a little bit and even to just be a soundboard for, uh, you know, people kind of pinging a resume or career advice or whatever that looks like, or even just, you know, talking about, you know, how, how they feel about the industry, uh, please reach out. And, um, obviously we're going to put up the SBE link, uh, um, and all that stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll put all that stuff out there, but I think that's a, I think that's a great call. I mean, you're mentioning you got this database list already, but is that people that actually volunteer to kind of be mentors or is that just kind of a list of graduates? Uh, most of it's a list of graduates, but I mean, I I have high confidence that most of them would be willing to you know mentor students. Oh, yeah. oh especially, I'll, especially I'll bet so. A&M, so. I'll bet so. It's just it's just getting them you know contacted and actually you know getting them uh, connected to the student, and then yeah, from getting there the program started. Yeah, yeah. I think I I've seen the mentorship uh, post that y'all have put on uh, LinkedIn. And all that. I think I think yeah. it's phenomenal, and I do think that there's I think there's more opportunity out there. Agreed. You know, not just you know certainly. It it could be anyone. It could be someone a drone engineer, you know, sitting wherever. And like hey, I got time, I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll check this guy's resume. Even a guy or girls. Yeah, even like a video call now because that's yeah. opened up. Oh, dude, a whole new realm. That's of, everything these days. Yeah, exactly. It honestly makes it easier. You know, you can call. you can talk to someone who's maybe an executive. Yeah. Um, that maybe might have fifteen minutes, but not enough time to drive to College Station and talk to you and drive back. You know. So yeah. how is it for you? I mean, your role. You're the president of SBE right yeah, now, Dean, and. How was it for you? I mean, seriously, you were sitting probably in the toughest time since, you know, 1984 mm-hmm. um, right now kind of uh, running. It. So how how do you see, I guess, the role as SP president from the previous uh, mm-hmm. person to your role? And kind of what are you doing about that? Like, I mean, wh- how are you uh, tackling those uh, challenges? For sure. Yeah. So uh, last year's team was amazing. Um, they actually won the uh, Outstanding Student Chapter Award um, for, for our Texas A&M chapter, which Outstanding. huge kudos to them for sure. Um, and so seeing that and then, you know, coming in with, of course, all my friends and, uh, with this new team, you know, it's like, there's an expectation almost that we need to, um, go even, you know, even more above and beyond to, to get that award. Um, and this year, uh, especially with the COVID, um, going on and, and the whole downturn in, in that situation, um, it obviously adds more pressure to that. So, um, there's definitely, especially towards the beginning, there was a lot of pressure to, uh, come up with some some cool kind of revolutionary ideas to try to um, make sure that our students were, you know, being able to, you know, become valuable after graduation by uh, not only graduating from A&M and getting in petroleum engineering, but also attending some of our tours and our events right. that help them become a little bit more well-rounded and not just solely academic. Um, and this year, we've really had an amazing team. I'm I'm really happy that I was able to serve, you know, with all my friends and uh, we communicate really great. Um, this year, we've actually had um, I think we've had more events than than last year was able really? to have. Yeah, because the whole virtual thing. Yeah. Like I said, we're able to get you know a CEO from a company come talk to us for an hour as opposed to 
him driving down, paying for a hotel. And, that, and, and that's a that big stuff. deal. That's yeah. that's yeah, like yeah. You're, you're really taking three days out of someone's calendar. Exactly. Now you can just kind of be, they can be sitting yeah. at the house. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, they don't even have to be dressed up professionally. They just get on with a voice call or whatever and talk. So to you find it more, cha- more challenging right now? Or is it kind of like you're kind of embracing, like, look, it sucks right now. We can't get out there. But let's use the tools we have in our toolbox. Most definitely. Yeah. At first, we were like, you know, cancel all the events. So they got to be, you know, virtual. Yeah. We don't know how to do that. You know, we that we can't do in person anymore. Uh, but then we adapted, right. you know, as everyone does. And uh, we, we ended up kind of thriving in that environment, being able to, uh, you know, reach out to people on LinkedIn um, and a day, you know, a day later they come back and say, yep, I can do that date 15 minutes. You know, Are y'all minutes. seeing more, I guess, uh, communication through those uh, uh, professional websites like LinkedIn? Are y'all seeing more responses lately? With everything going on, I would say, I would so. say so. Yeah, I think yeah. People are probably you know more active. Maybe they don't, they don't have much to well, do. There's nothing going on. Yeah, exactly. Might as well be might, might as well be glued in front of the computer yeah. And, yeah. and getting upset about stuff Scrolling that you LinkedIn. can't control. Exactly. Yeah. So we've we've been using uh, you know LinkedIn, email, all that kind of stuff, and we've been really fortunate. We have some some really cool events planned for for our members. So really, mm-hmm. all right. So we can kind of uh, stay on top of those. Uh, if anyone wants to look, they can obviously look at the Texas A&M SBE website and find mm-hmm. the events yeah. and find ways to kind of contribute and help out maybe or yep. maybe even swing on by. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. We've also got an, uh, a TAMU SBE um, LinkedIn page, and so they can go on there and reach out through there. Oh, we're going to plug that. We'll plug okay. that when, yeah, it, when it gets launched. That'd be excellent. So I, so I got a question. You guys, you, your patrolman, first, first generation – both of y'all, mm-hmm. you're about to step in here. You have about four or five months left of studies before you get that degree and all that stuff. What is y'all's perception right now with everything going on? So the reason why I'm asking this is because you don't no, I haven't heard a situation where people talk about this. You know, what's the perception of people trying to get trying to get jobs right now in the oil and gas industry? What's the people are talking about switching roles? People are talking about moving out of the industry. I want to talk about people that want to come into the industry based on their studies. What's y'all's perception right now in the oil and gas industry? Um, And honestly, this is just kind of this isn't be personal perception. What is kind of the the group I guess uh, that y'all representing? What's kind of the 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 overall feeling? It could be pessimistic, optimistic, nervous, anxious, excited. What? Um, I would say it's a mix of all. Honestly, Uh, I feel like for the seniors, it's kind of you know definitely a mix because at first I was honestly personally you know nervous and everything like that. But at this point, I'm kind of optimistic. And uh, just hope, just looking for you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But I think speaking as a you know as a group and as for our class, uh, I would say as overall, it's probably more nerves than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that just because the courtesy of the industry and all that stuff? You're exactly. These, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like yesterday, uh, I was talking to a student <clears throat> who wants to be a, a new officer this upcoming year, and uh, he asked me. He said, uh, he said, I'm personally nervous, like. I just want to, like, I'm not feeling well about this. I don't know where it's heading. He's like, I want to know your opinion. Yeah. And uh, that that kind of strikes you because you're just like, you you know, like your own peer is asking you that question. Yeah. Like, how do you feel? You kind of have to take and, off that uh, political side of things and be like, hey, actually, the real talk side of things. Exactly. And so what would you tell him or her? Yeah. So what I told him, I told him exactly what I just told you is that, yeah, man, I was nervous. You know, I lost my internship, you know, uh. I personally, you know, I have bills to pay. I'm a college student. You know, college is not cheap at all. I got, you know, I I have to pay for my own bills. Uh, My internship was ended. 
I had to get a job immediately after that just to pay uh, for my my school and stuff like that. And uh, I told him it's, it's not going to be easy, but and you are working right now. You're I'm, at Home yeah, Depot. I'm, I'm working at Home Depot right now. Are you yeah. off of uh, right there on Highway Six? Yeah, on right University there, right next to Freebirds. Yeah, that's it. Not that I know that. It's a great place. I'm yep. with you. Yep, uh, I worked there. Yeah, but I told him I told him that uh, I was more optimistic now than I definitely was. You know, at least a month ago. Why? I don't know. I. Uh, I think it's just because I really want to be, you know, a petroleum engineer. I really want to work in the oil yeah. and gas industry. So I feel like if I if I just put my head put my head down and do uh, what I've been doing, working hard, you know, uh, trying to get myself out there, uh, gaining new skills, then everything's going to work out and I shouldn't have a problem. You know what? And plus also you're seeing right now, I mean, we're, we're uh, recording this right now in the beginning of November. Um, I, we're still kind of counting ballots right now, but um, – <laughs> No, kind of what you're seeing right now, I'm, I'm not sure about the trends you're seeing, but on LinkedIn, you're definitely cer- seeing a certain level of activity increasing or people job postings or mm-hmm. we're getting busy here. So it definitely is – it's not all doom and gloom right now from what I'm seeing from my side of my side of things. But what about you? What, what's, what's been your kind of overall, I guess, mm-hmm. like gossip that you're hearing about the, the industry right now? Yeah, so I think – I think uh, the primary people, uh, primary students that are that are kind of concerned uh, would be the freshmen um, at A and M because, like I said earlier, you've got to apply to a major. So um, these freshmen that are considering petroleum engineering, um, you know, they have the option, you know, right now of uh, either applying to petroleum or mechanical, you know, whatever they want to do. Right. So um, some of them, I, I think, are thinking, you know, is it worth it? You know, is oil and gas done? Um, and to us, it sounds ridiculous. But well, to no, a freshman, but you know, no. But time out, Dean. We, I, I'm. Mm-hmm. It's not ridiculous because we have done such a disservice mm-hmm. of kind of being labeled as a new tobacco company, a new coal, or something like that. Yeah. When it's completely different than that, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So no, there, there's some validity to that, and, and that's that kind of falls on us as an industry. We've done mm-hmm. a poor job of being advocates to our, to, to our industry. What we do, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and not just what we do for the communities and all that stuff, but like, you know, you talk about fossil fuels, everyone has this, you know, black tar, doom and gloom and all that stuff, but it's not, I mean, we have a cleaner footprint than a, you know, one of those, you know, wind turbines and all that stuff from, from, you know, cradle to grave. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of being an advocate on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just Mm -hmm. want to say something real quick. Regards to that. uh, It's a conversation. Yeah. This morning I actually uh, went into work. I had work at 6am this morning. So I went into work. Uh, this guy walks up to me. He he works overnight shifts. Yeah. So, uh, we just started talking about stuff, and he was talking about you know uh, the difference between rhetoric and education and what you see online. And I was just like, he was he was a philosophy major, and I was like, okay. Oh boy. So he, whatever some of the stuff he was saying was kind of going over my head, but uh, he was like, we got to talking about what my major was, and I said petroleum engineering. And the oh, first boy. thing he said to me was, I can't wait for that industry to be done. Like he basically just said that straight to my face. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what's frustrating about that is, though, yeah. it, with, with, with that type of response to you, yeah, you can't talk facts. You can't be like, well, no, actually, yeah. Yeah. you know. So with someone like that, no. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. but, that's, but that's what I was talking about being an advocate. Yeah, like, I mean, exactly. you can't be like, well, there's, you know, the bigger carbon footprint. We need to appeal as an industry more kind of connecting, winning the hearts and minds and yeah. kind of mm-hmm. explaining to people like, hey, we're not the big, bad bad guys with you yeah. know these 10 gallon cowboy hats coming in exactly want to kick over you know this 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 indigenous creature yeah. like no we're we don't we're not all bad so mm-hmm. this person saying like i can't wait till 
He's like, I couldn't wait until the industry's done. Well, how did, I mean, look, I get it. Yeah. I understand. I don't like greenhouse gases or anything like yeah. that. But at the same time, that's the time we live in. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. I want to travel to, you know, Paris, France in 30 minutes, you know, yeah. on some speed plane. But that's not happening right now. Yeah. So this guy is saying that. It's kind of. Unrealistic. Yeah. It's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guarantee it's generalized, he, dro- he, yeah. he drove there. I guarantee he'd probably take. You know, I guarantee know. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of um, not misinformation, but just just there's a kind of something with our industry, right? That mm-hmm. it's not just right now. We yeah. just need to be better advocates of just communicating who we are yeah. as Most people. And I and I think again that going back to that freshman, that would definitely help them get a better idea of what it's actually going to be like. You know, they'd have a more realistic view of what the future is going to be like because. Uh, to you and I, you know, we know that, you know, petroleum isn't going to go anywhere. Right. It's going to be here for, right. for a while. But um, like you said, being able to communicate that, especially to younger people and get getting them involved um, in, in oil and gas at an early stage in their career would be incredibly beneficial. For no, them. yeah, absolutely. And the industry. Just telling yeah. our story. Just telling our story. Mm-hmm. So what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say one more thing. I, I, I can't even tell you how many people, uh, after I tell them I'm a petroleum engineering major, they... they 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 either see two things. They either say, <laughs> they either say, uh, are you in for like the money? Is that what yeah. you're in for, yeah. or uh, something related to what that guy basically said? Is you know, well, first off, you, something I feel like you it. choose a major based on a career path. Exactly. Am I wrong? No. Am I? I'm, I think, I'm, I'm, I think that's a okay logical to say. person. Would. Exactly. That's okay to say. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So if it is about yeah uh, a money and all. Yeah. That's not all it's about, but at the same time, I mean, that's not a yeah. bad thing. No. But the yeah, second exactly. side, you know what that is? That's the news. Exactly. That's it's perception. Media. It's perception. perception. And we need to change the perception. Exactly. That's exactly right. Like you right. said, we got to do a better job. And we do, man. And, and that's just not being – that's not doing these podcasts and being like, well, actually – that's actually – talking to people and listening exactly. mm-hmm. you know not spouting facts it's actually listening and that's in my I, opinion that's what i tell them I, I told them like every time somebody says that i uh i just i'm just real with them you know like even friends like that didn't know i was a petroleum engineering major they're like why do you do that they're like you're harming the environment and stuff like that i'm like look everything everything you have on right now your clothes your shoes mm-hmm. they're all a byproduct petroleum. of petroleum. Yeah. Like, you don't realize how much stuff we actually use. I was like, your phone screen is probably made out of petroleum byproducts. Medicine. Medicine. And one person was actually like, wow, I didn't know that at all. Really? You know? Yeah. She mm-hmm. she said this. She was uh, from a foreign country, but right. she was like, yeah, I didn't know this at all. And I was yeah, like, yeah, this, don't is, think this is true. I'm like, that's the reason I'm in it, not not for those other reasons. Yeah. No, I completely. So, I mean, yeah. but also, I mean kind of going away from that but i completely agree we need to be advocates we need to not just communicate facts but we also need to appeal to people exactly so i mean going to these freshmen right now in 2020 right so y'all chose a degree literally you can watch the volatility of it mm-hmm. your entire careers at texas a&m or while you're in school you know what i mean yeah i mean 2017 wasn't hot 2018 got better 2019 then 2020 i mean so you're watching an industry unfold. So how is that with y'all? I mean, kind of watching, I guess, the the, the the peaks and valleys of an industry when you're trying to go after that industry. What's it like? What is think, that like for you? I think that's what makes it exciting. You yeah. know, it's you know, there's there's I, I was telling a freshman the other day. Um, he was nervous, wasn't sure if he wanted to do petroleum engineering, and um, to kind of put his mind at ease, I was saying, you know, um, petroleum engineering is, is obviously not easy. Any any route of engineering that you go into is, is not going to be easy, but right. 
Um, in oil and gas, it's it's like any investment. There's there's risk, there's reward, um, and you know to have the big paycheck and you know the cool job of of being a, a petroleum engineer, going in the field and still doing the technical stuff and all that. Um, you got to have risk for that. You know you can't just get that for free. You're going to have to work hard. Um, there's going to be things that are out of your control that you're going to need to you know be able to adapt to. So. Um, kind of explaining that to people, I think, is, you know, we'll get them, you know, more more realistic view of the industry. I right. Think. What about you? Yeah, I, along the similar lines, like, as a freshman, I'm not going to lie, I had the, the same fears going in. Uh, I obviously didn't know much about petroleum as a freshman. I feel like most freshmen don't. Right. They, they don't know the real perception of it. And uh, I think that's part of, our, you know, our role. I mean, media's role, oil companies' roles. Well, the, um, the media's everyone. role would not be there. <laughs> yeah. You can take that away. Their role, yeah, their role is going to go that It's got to be grassroots. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it's also the role of, you know, seniors like us reaching out or, you know, responding to freshmen that have reached out and letting them know, you know, what we've learned. You know, I was in the same position. Here's where I am now. Here's what I've learned, and here's what the real thing is. This is what is actually happening. This yeah. is what we actually do. Right. Uh, what those other people say, you know, some of it might be true, sure, yeah, but most of it's probably not, and this is what the the real scenario is, and uh, you shouldn't be worried about it. So coming, I mean, so that's that's a good point. So I mean, I, I kind of want to go into kind of. You just said you you know y'all are seniors right now at Texas A and M. You know what I mean, and you're about to graduate. COVID going on, things have locked down and all stuff. What right now could be beneficial to 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 y'all and to other people uh, right now that are going to be transitional in gas industry? Why, what what would help y'all or help uh, your group during these times? I would say if, if someone's looking to go into oil and gas, uh, whether you be a student that's graduating um, uh, or maybe a young professional switching industries or something like that, um, definitely picking up auxiliary skills. Um, so. If you go to go to school and you get to you know get a degree in petroleum engineering, you're not owed a job in petroleum engineering. Right. You know you've still got to add more stuff. You know if 200 people graduate, we all have a degree in petroleum engineering. You're all the same. Right. And so you got to figure out things that'll differentiate yourself um, between you and your peers and these other people that are going to be uh, essentially competing for the same jobs. So uh, I would highly recommend um, you know going on LinkedIn, networking with people, getting to learn about the industry. Try to get an internship if you can, um, and and pick up coding languages because that's that's where it's going yeah. and you, 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 that's exactly right but you know what another thing about, i wanted to kind of amplify what you just said like go on linkedin network mm -hmm. don't be nervous network don't be afraid to make a connection reach out hey i just want to let you know i'm just mm -hmm. following you like i'm a senior about to graduate just want to say hi like yeah. that's it yeah like, no, don't be never afraid ask for a yeah. job never ask for a job no no sure. don't ask for mm -hmm. a job but also don't be afraid to reach out and just you know connect with someone just connect with someone yeah I mean, yeah. you might find more about that person or that role or that uh, that response. I mean, than you would if you're just sitting there kind of reading online like, okay, vice president of this, <laughs> they do this. I mean, yeah, there's, exactly. there, you can learn more if you just kind of have that relationship. Mm -hmm. Especially nowadays, uh, like we were talking about with, with the increase in virtual events that we've had, um, I tell all, all the kind of mentees that I have um, – I always tell them, you know, go on LinkedIn, um, even if it's a, you know, a CEO or, yeah. you know, an executive, they can, they can probably spare 15 minutes yes. at some point in the week. So um, LinkedIn is a, is a treasure trove of, of valuable, uh, you know, information. You can reach out and have a quick 15 minute phone call, you know, within the day that you send the message. Yeah. And the, the thing is, don't be nervous about it. I mean, just because sure. the person is a CEO, CEO or 
VP. To, like no one gives. Like no one gives it. Like people want to communicate. People yeah. want mm-hmm. to be advocates towards our industry. You know what Most I mean? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They're always looking to help. Everyone I've reached out to on LinkedIn has, has been super helpful. So how can our how can the uh, the current people listening right now, whether they're operators or, or or service companies and all that stuff, what can we do to help y'all? Mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, and, and that could be over anything. Okay. Um, I've seen a few people, uh, that are, that are industry professionals. They've been, you know, seasoned professionals, wherever they have some years of experience. Right. Um, and they'll just put a, a general post on LinkedIn, you know, reach out to me. Um, they're kind of doing it, you know, themselves. And so the students reach out to them, they say, reach out to me, you know, I'll look over your resume. I'll help you, you know, offering a, basically a mentorship right. to, to multiple students, you know, whoever needs the help, something like that, I would imagine would, would be extremely valuable. Um, and then again, like we talked about, you know, these official mentorship programs at a SPE, AAD, IADC, um, they all have those. And definitely getting involved in those is another way to easily help uh, anyone in, in patrolling. And- so maybe taking that step to reach out to a, uh, mm-hmm. a president of an SPE uh, on an incoming uh, graduating class and just say, yeah, hey, yeah. I don't have much time. I don't have much to offer, but what can I do? Exactly. Yeah. And if you reach out to any oil and gas student org, for sure, they're going to want to get you in and, and try to hopefully find a spot that, that works for you. Right. And and, and and just as we said, I mean, even torn facilities. I mean, y'all mm-hmm. went to Fesco, which was a great experience. It looked like for y'all. Oh, I mean, for sure. So even offering the, hey, look, uh, I can't offer anything, but you can come check out our, our mm-hmm. you know, our bit shop or something like that. Yeah. Like, just check it out. So what, what yeah. about you? What How can we help as an industry, uh, the incoming group? I think Dean pretty much summed it up well there. I mean, it, I think it first starts with the mentorship where we – which we talked about earlier a little right. bit. Uh, just that first step of reaching out and connecting with the students uh, is a big part of it. That's how you get started. With, if there Are you nervous a, about that as an introvert? Like reaching, like doing the initial like, hey, it's me. Of course. Yeah, I know. Of course. Like, I'm the same way. That's that's my problem on LinkedIn right now. Like I love to follow people. Mm-hmm. that cause does, Everyone has knowledge. You know, I want to learn. I want to learn from whoever I can. Right. If, I mean, if it's data science, I follow a bunch of data science people. I follow, you know. Uh, a bunch of people in different industries just because everyone knows different stuff that yeah. I'm, I'm interested in. and uh, But I do have a problem with that that reaching out, that, you know, uh, sending a message, you know, just saying, uh, I'm here just to follow you and uh, right. learn something about you and learn uh, uh, from your knowledge and whatever you'd like to share on LinkedIn or whatever. And uh, that's something I'd like to work on personally. And I, well, you know, I encourage other people to do the I same. Get, I get that, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I first got a job, like, at Noble Drone, I remember I spent, like, 15 minutes on, like, a two-sentence email. Like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. not professional enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. and, and also, like, reaching out to people. It's like, well, I don't know that person. I don't want to yeah. click connect. Mm-hmm. Like, but, I mean, you just, at the end of the day, you just don't give a shit. You're like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to connect with you. And I'm going to send you something. You want to respond to me? Great. If not, exactly, eh, exactly. okay, you're going to do your own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think definitely connect. And also, if you do get a connection from a, a student, that doesn't mean they, they're looking for a job. They just might be looking to get some exactly. advice or mentorship or even kind of just like bounce something off of you. Yeah. And another great thing about LinkedIn is when you connect with people, um, I don't know if it was always like this, but you can add a little note um, when you send them the request. Yeah. You can always – I think you had a guest, uh, Ruben Rico, talk about uh, kind of doing this on yeah. LinkedIn. But um, yeah, basically, you know, you can add a little note and just say, um, you know, hey, how about we, uh, you know, set up a quick call. I'm a petroleum engineer, stuff like that. So um, 
usually I, f- I found a lot of success uh, and personalizing little notes. Sort of yeah. And just, just offering, Hey, you know, if you're free for 15 minutes, you know, quick phone call. And the things like you, you find that on our side, people are receptive to that. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 kind of like, oh wow, you're kind of taken back. Like I'm a little exactly. honored. Like mm-hmm. thank they you. Actually, took their time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They took their time to reach out to me. Like exactly. how they find me, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think- um for for a little bit, I was uh, throwing around the idea of of maybe getting like an MBA or, or you know pursuing higher education um, after graduating. And is that because of what's going on in the current market right now, or mm-hmm. is that just because you want to pursue? Well, I'll eventually want to pursue it, but I figure, you know, now if the market's down, like maybe it would be uh, great to just kind of wait it out, right. get the higher education and then continue. But um, I was curious and I didn't have anyone in my immediate family or friend circle that had an MBA really. So um, I just hopped on LinkedIn and, and found a couple, you know, successful MBAs and um, at different schools that I was interested in, Rice and, and other yeah. schools. And um, I set up phone calls with them and I mean, getting their, their opinion on, on how they view different MBA programs, uh, getting a better idea of what the cost is, the time commitment, right. um, stuff like that. And ultimately I decided not to do so based on their advice, but, um, which is great. I never would have known that, you know, maybe I would have gone into yeah. it and regretted it. Yeah. You had I not reached out to them. You would probably would have regretted it, but at the same time, you wouldn't have had the biggest bang for your buck. Exactly. I yeah. Imagine. It wouldn't have been optimal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Not so, ideal. Yeah. And that's the thing though. I mean, if, if, if people are out there listening right now, if someone connects you and all that stuff, just, they might just want to ask a random question like that. Like, yeah. was it worth it right <laughs> now? Or should I wait? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't be nervous to, to comment or make a connection mm-hmm. or anything like that. So what are some kind of, of, uh, I guess, behind the scenes right now. What are some uh, hot topics going right now, I guess, uh, in y'all in the, uh, you know, the MSC Center? Like, what are y'all discussing right now about the only <laughs> gas industry? What's, uh, I guess, what's on y'all's mind right now that, I guess, uh, even after this, if people want to reach out to y'all, kind of address and all this stuff, I guess, was I, I don't have the answers. I know that. <laughs> I do know that. But what do you, what, yeah. what, what's going on with y'all? Yeah. I think, uh, Maybe some of the hot topics are, you know, kids debating if they want to switch industries, uh, for sure. And, really? and how that... Even even petroleum engineers? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, you know, only only three full-time offers this past career fair. And I think we're a class of about uh, somewhere between 90 and 50 students. Was that the only communication that uh, that these that this career fair had for you? It's like, mm-hmm. here's the only three jobs. Or oh, like, no, no. hey, look, it's just a bad year. Okay. We'll be back. Like, don't worry. Like, What was the communication to y'all? For sure. So this was actually a, a career fair that was student organized. Um, Kara Stark is our wonderful developer um, for the uh, for that event that we she's hold. She's a listener. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and she's our director for that. So she puts all that together. And I mean, she did a fantastic fantastic job. The whole summer was just grinding, sending emails. Um, and I mean, we reached out to just about every, really <laughs> every oil and gas company we could find. Hundreds, um, hundreds of people. Yeah, literally hundreds. Um, and multiple people at each company. Too. Okay. So maybe 10 okay. people per company, you know. Um, and in the end, we were, again, only able to come up with a few because this was during kind of the peak of the COVID scare um, is when we're trying to get companies to give us money. So. And people just shut down. Yeah, so it's people aren't hiring, down, people yeah. are cutting costs. It's just not the right time. And, and, and also, mm-hmm. everyone's kind of people, people are nervous and scared too. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a real thing. A lot of uncertainty know? for sure. So and what do I do? I go to my boss and say, hey, this, you know, Texas A&M SB chapter wants us to go in there and set up a booth and all that. My boss might, you know, chew my head off, or yeah, I yeah. might, you know, be on the radar. Yeah. So I, I understand the hesitate, the hesitancy yeah, of exactly. people wanting to get involved. And, and actually, we it, had to do it, it virtually as well. Yeah, so that was, was another kind of freaky piece where yeah. not as many, um, you know, companies were, were willing to do that because they're not familiar with it. Or yeah, no, like that. I get that. What other hot topics? 
What are, what other bitch gripes or complaints? <laughs> Let's get into it. I really think that uh, uh, a lot of students are are nervous about, like I said, switching industries. There, it's almost like a like a pride thing, I would say, um, because you know, you spent four years and all this money. Uh, maybe you had really stellar grades, and you know, you you think you you earned it at the end. You know, they probably did, and um, you're just not there at the right place at the right time. And so you so might need to go into consulting or a different role. And maybe they kind of take that as, you know, am I not good enough? You know, does that reflect poorly on me? So what do you tell them during when they, with these conversations? For sure. Yeah. So I've had friends who have, who have ended up in companies that aren't oil and gas and, um, you know, at, maybe at first they're down in the dumps. They're okay with it now, but, um, you know, you just have to remind them. This is, is that a pride thing? They're down in the dumps? a record year. Maybe so. I, yeah. I don't want to speak for them personally, but. Um, I know if, if I graduated and I had, you know, stellar grades did everything perfectly, you know, I, I would be upset. As yeah, well, you know, yeah, I get that. Um, that I didn't end up in an industry that I worked really hard to get into. Get you know, that. anyone would be upset with that. So um, I've seen quite a few students are, are nervous about that and um, have started interviewing or, or applying to companies that are outside of oil and gas because they think it's going to look rough. And I mean, likely it will be. I mean, it, it is rough right now in the oil and gas mm-hmm. industry. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, you it's not bad to have these real life, I guess, uh, conversations like, look, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've studied for four or five years to Damn. get a PE degree. It might not be panning out. So mm-hmm. I might want to go look outside. So that's not having those conversations right now. I don't think it's a bad thing. And there's no shame in that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, if I you, agree. some people don't mind instability. You know what I mean? Like every person in the gas industry, but some people want more stable careers. So it's not a bad thing to look out. There shouldn't be any shame in that. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and for those people, you know, I always encourage them to, you know, be patient. So, you know, maybe take on another semester um, if you can afford it and you have the time and you're willing to do that. Or, um, you know, maybe pursue <coughs> higher education if that's your thing. But right. um, really just being patient and waiting for it to come back up, you know, it always does. So. It, um, the demand for for hydrocarbons isn't going to vanish within. No, uh, but we're just decision. we're just kind of a weird phase right now. First off, I mm-hmm. I don't envy either one of you right now. I mean, y'all are coming in the industry <laughs> literally in the toughest time ever. It's unprecedented out there. I mean, you got COVID, you got the election, you got uh, OPEC, you got this, you got that, you got that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't envy y'all. But I am saying, like, I, I really am glad y'all are here today kind of telling us kind of what's going on kind of in y'all's groups, kind of in y'all's classes, what you're trying to do, trying to get help from uh, external, you know, companies and trying to, you know, even have these conversations like, man, I'm not sure if I want to stay in this. Like, da, da, da. like it's it's a tough decision right now. For sure. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it affects more than, than just the job, too, you know. Um, if you think about college, you know, you probably have these wonderful memories of, you know, uh, going to Northgate and hanging out. I was and all in the Corps of Cadets protecting y'all's freedom. So, no, I wasn't. <laughs> thank God. No thank fun, God. No <laughs> fun at all. Yeah. You're welcome. Exactly. Um, but, you know, now for us, it's our graduating year and, and you know, same for some other students. But, uh, you know, they've they've closed a lot of the places down. I, I, I don't even think for a while there you could go bowling or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, much less the bars. Um, they, they shut all those down. So. Um, and of course, you know, you can't even have a house party or, you know, have friends over, have a certain amount of friends over because, um, you know, you got to be limited to that as well. So I, I feel know. like that, you know, takes an even bigger chunk out of it. So not only is, are you uncertain about your job, but now you've got to be in your room studying, you know, you can't go out too much. Um, and, and so I think that was a, a big, 
uh, yeah. you know, hot topic again with, with some of the students for sure. Well, which, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it's true. I mean, you could bump into someone at a party. It's like, oh yeah, my dad's over at, you know, operator oh, X. Sure. Like I never knew you were looking. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's, but that's part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you network anywhere. You don't yeah. network at these, you know, these, you know, these bullshit industry lunches. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Nice to meet you with a, yeah. with a tie. I mean, you can bump into anyone at a gas station or at mm-hmm. a house party anywhere and just talk yeah. to them. I think just, my, my friends always make fun of me. Keaton can probably <laughs> attest to that. Yeah. But, you know, networking everywhere is, is definitely something I uh, I advocate. Good. Definitely, Good. definitely. Yeah. What about you? I was about to tell a story of Dean uh, <laughs> advertising, but... You don't have to. <laughs> no, no, no. I think... Hold on a second. I don't, me, I don't know let, if we're going to go... Let me check the tape. We have time. Uh, <laughs> we have time. Go ahead. All right. Go so ahead. Let's do this. Let's the have call. fun. Let's open it up a little call. bit. <laughs> so this was, this was last year at... Uh, I don't remember what football game it was, but it was one of the football games. All right. And this was when Dean was uh, AADE president. Yeah. And... Uh, Wait, are you still involved in AADE? Um, so I go to some of their events and, and I still kind of, uh, help, help the current officer team out, but okay. I'm not officially, uh, you know, affiliated. you've shifted your inner focus to SBA. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's a, okay. it's busy. So I don't have time to do both. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So let's yeah, get back it, to the story. Yeah, anyways, we were at, we were at the football game and, uh, Dean, uh, Dean happened to have a QR code for our, I think it was a membership sign up or something yeah, like that. Right. We were looking for members at that time. I think it was the beginning of the year. So uh, we're trying to get as many members as we could, freshmen, whatever major, mechanical. And apparently somebody, uh, the girl next to us or something like that was a yeah. mechanical engineering major. So he was like, oh, you interested in oil and gas? And she was like, I don't know, maybe or something like that. Okay. And Dean's like, oh, just. <laughs> the QR code right He had there, the QR yeah. code. Given yeah. Dean uh, mm-hmm. had a little water before. But, uh, yeah. He, Topo Chico. Yeah, exactly. Topo Chico. Exactly. <laughs> I think the next day we probably had. But time out. Stop. Stop. Tell the story. No, I want. I want him to tell the story. I want you to do the follow up. Tell the story. All right. Don't. Don't. Okay. So he doesn't just show just it to talk. this one person. Just talk. He doesn't just show it to this one person. He uh, he he puts it, his hand in the air and he just starts screaming. I love that. He's like he's like if anyone wants to sign up for AADE, here's the QR code. Scan it. And there were people, yeah. people with uh, dad. Like one guy was like, "Oh yeah, my dad works for Halliburton." He starts talking yeah. to us, and I mean, it was it was amazing just doing that one thing. We had probably it literally worked out. Yeah, Ten people join, and by the way, um, Dean, I love how you just shut down that story. Being like, "Yeah, I was really affected with <laughs> yeah, that just one he was thing." Like, it was really yep. good. Yeah. yeah, doing that one uh, thing really just uh, we got a lot of uh, commitment, a lot of sponsorship. No, like so pretty much. So he's shown this. He's shown this QR right, code yeah. going off. But you know what though? That's smart though. It's like you know what? I'm gonna try something new here. Exactly. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go after this. I like that. Methods, yeah. I like that. I like that. Do what you got to do. I completely agree. So. um... What else we got here? Closing advice. Okay, closing. I mean, you guys have any advice or keys to success to uh, students that may be listening to this, uh, considering a career in the oil and gas industry? Yeah, so um, I guess my biggest thing is probably just stay persistent. Um, In what ways? I would say academically and even socially, like just get yourself out there. as a freshman, I wasn't very, you know, involved, uh, and I think that's the biggest time to get involved. Uh, I know Dean got involved pretty much as, uh, from the beginning of his freshman year, so that's really important. It sets you up a lot uh, faster to get involved uh, later on, yeah. and especially move up. Like, he was a president of AD as well, so now he's president of SPE. Uh, that's a big thing. Just get involved your, you know, your freshman year and stuff like that. But in regards to petroleum, I mean— 
if you if you like the industry, uh, if if you've had experience, if you know people that are in it, and they tell you good things, and you sound like that's something you want to do, I mean, go for it. I I really enjoy energy myself. Um, like I mentioned earlier, people always say, "Why are you being? Why are you? Why do you want to be a petroleum engineer?" Yeah. And I just tell them straight up, like, I, it sounds like something I want to do. It sounds great. I mean, we're helping provide energy for the world, and uh, that's something I want to do. I want to be a part of that that transition where, wherever it goes from there, and. Uh, yeah, just be persistent and keep moving forward. Keep your head down. Work hard. And Keaton, something you just mentioned, I think, is is kind of is extremely important. I mean, look, you got the academic side. You know what I mean. But no one can replicate what you do. The networking is extremely important. Yeah. And you only find that more important now. After mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you know, but after the shutdown, you know, back in March and all this stuff, if you don't have those networks, yeah. You're not going to find them. You know, you know what I mean? Because you're yeah. you're you're already starting behind. So what you just said, you're like, yeah, you know, study and also go to like house parties. Yeah, talk to people. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's a it's it's. I mean, it's it's a light thing to breeze by, but it's a very important top yeah. thing you just brought up. Like, yeah. talk to people. Yep, absolutely, talk to people. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, for me, again, I like you said, networking for sure. Um, when I was a freshman, there was a. Uh, kind of a, an end of the year get together with AAD and, you know, I got to meet a lot of people uh, just barbecuing by the pool and stuff like that. And, um, little things like that, little networking opportunities, get to meet new people, new friends, um, are, are huge and important. Had I not gone to that, you know, I wouldn't have met the people that encouraged me to, uh, you know, get into the roles that I ended up getting into. Um, you know, just that one event, um, really, really had a, a profound impact. So, you never know which, uh, you know, which dinner or which barbecue you're going to go to. That's exactly. going to really change your career. Exactly. So, um, don't be, don't be afraid of stuff like that. Bring a friend and, um, really just put yourself out there. And, and also, like I said earlier, learn new skills. Um, the, the industry is getting more digital. Um, you, you got to learn actually, how to code. Actually and, speak to that a little bit because yeah, sure. we, before we record this, we, we talked, we talked about, about that. We mm-hmm. talked about like. You know, there's a couple of key words I've heard on this podcast. You know, it's 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 data analytics, it's mm-hmm. technology, AI. It's AI, it's 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 you know networking. But talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So um, jumping into into AI and machine learning is is obviously going to be incredibly beneficial in any industry. But um, oil and gas, especially, you know, people like to say that it's outdated and stuff like that. But there are actually a lot of companies who are uh, kind of on the on the bleeding edge of, of technology as as far as oil and gas, and they're using a lot of uh, you know, the, all the buzzwords, AI, machine learning, uh, et cetera. And uh, they're, they're able to, to cut costs tremendously. So if, if every oil and gas company can do that, especially during a downturn, um, they're going to be able to, to save a ton of money um, and, and just run more efficiently in general. You know, one thing I'm seeing on this podcast, I mean, obviously I get the opportunity to sit around with so many great people in so many different sectors, whether operator, service, directional, recruit, or whatever. You're hearing certain things, you know what I mean? I think the old way of, oh, this is how we did it. Traditional. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. We, oh, I've been doing My grandpa's been doing that. That's what we do. We just put more weight on bit and keep going. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's evolved exactly. since then. Most so definitely. it has changed and i think this stuff that you're bringing up is going to be not only more important but it's going to be center stage yeah especially for us going into it and if it's not now it's gonna be a couple years yeah you know what i mean we'll be right in the middle of it oh absolutely most definitely absolutely Uh, a a perfect example um or one example that i have uh i I recently got involved with a a research group at a&m and and we're doing machine learning and classification algorithms to figure out uh what kind of uh drilling vibrations you're experiencing during different dysfunctions 
Um, so essentially using machine learning, these companies can that was technical. can Way figure over. out, you know, what's what's going on downhole just looking at those vibrations. Right. You know, so stuff like that is and there's there's a bunch more applications to figuring out what, you know, kind of geology you're dealing with and stuff like that. Have you always been one of those guys that just gets involved or is it just kind of something that kind of stems like, oh, I want this to help me out later on? I mean, because it sounds like what, what, what Keaton said, you just mm-hmm. kind of jumped in freshman year to get involved in ADE, SPE, did it, did it like. Yeah, because when I met him, he was already involved. So, really? Yeah. So did he get you involved? Uh, Probably, honestly. Like, I don't remember exactly, but I think he was one of the first few people I met mm-hmm. and because I, then I joined AEDE when he was president. So yeah, yeah. that was part of the role because I knew him at that point. Okay. So I joined mm-hmm. then. So have you always yeah. been this way? Um, so in high school, I really wasn't in many clubs. I was in like uh, know, like one club school. or whatever. Yeah. Just to, you know, I didn't really see the, the potential in that. But then after getting into college and, and really seeing, uh, uh, going to like the first couple events and, and really seeing the potential for it, um, I, I got addicted to it, honestly. And I thought it was really, really fun. And then... After becoming a, a director for technical development, um, it kind of became a cause bigger than myself. You know, you, you figure out that um, hosting these events with these executives is not only cool because, you know, you get to meet them, obviously. But yeah. All your peers get to meet that executive. All your yeah. peers get to get certified in that program that, you know, you just hosted. And so um, eventually over time, I had these guys that would come up to me and say, hey, man, like you had that um, – you know, extended reach drilling certification event. Um, I talked about that in an interview. I ended up getting this internship. And it's like, man, that's that's insane. Like, I had that impact on that guy. You know what's awesome about that? Like, I completely agree. Like, the mm-hmm. fact is, like, you're setting this up, you're getting this behind-the-scenes stuff, but, like, you're not doing it for the credit. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I mean, getting those, like, getting that feedback from yeah, your, yeah. Your, your your classmates, like, hey, man, that was really great. I exactly. actually landed yeah. this or, hey, met this person. Yeah, yeah. That's motivating. That's oh, for like, sure. Man, I, joined, even, you know? I, yeah. I wasn't even part of yeah. it, but thank you. See, you know? we joined SPE to learn. So I Most mean, definitely. If, and and I mean you're not getting definitely. paid, so it's like you know why do it? No you one's know, getting some, paid. Hey, some no people ask. Yeah. <laughs> no one's getting paid in the oil and gas industry right now. Yeah, right. I sure. guess that's a good point. <laughs> but uh, you know, student orgs are obviously it's all volunteers, so you know, that's like why do it? Sometimes some people ask me that. You know why do it? And I mean, getting that kind of feedback. You know, people are you know being able to help people and then see them you know the next year at an internship or. Uh, the next year using some of the things that they learned at SPE and, you know, maybe someone they met there provided them with the job or something. I think that's really cool. You know what? You know, I'm I'm, going to speak to that real quick. I mean, a lot of people get involved just to, you know, boost their resumes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people get involved to, oh, this is going to look good for my jobs, hunting and all that stuff. But, man, what what y'all are doing right now I think is awesome. I mean, you're setting people up to meet people and all that stuff. And here's the deal. You never know, like that person getting that job because they talked to a differential you, drill or whatever. You don't know like where that. they're going. You have no idea where exactly. they're going. And yeah. the fact you're helping them out and all that stuff, that's just another person mm-hmm. you know, oil field family, that's in, that, 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 exactly. you've, that you've mm-hmm. impacted. Yep. Yeah, he you could know? be your boss exactly. one day or coworker. So or get involved, Vice versa, get involved for the right reasons. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if that's to help people, if that's to meet people, that's great. Yeah. Don't get involved to help your resume because – that shit's gonna it's gonna be transparent. Yeah. It's gonna oh, be obvious. Definitely. Yeah. I think any employer is gonna be able to pick up, you know, when they see your resume and you know, and there there are some kids that are like that, you know, they'll they'll chase the titles and they wanna have as many titles on the oh, resume yeah. as possible. You can, you can pick you those see those that, kids out though. You dude, can, you see that you can pick my, them out. my age. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the thing is, you know, maybe you'll get your foot in the door, you'll get an interview with something like that. You've got all these titles on your resume, but when they're interviewing you and they ask you, Okay, when you were a director, when you were an officer of, of this, what did you do? 
and they're uh, you know I don't yeah. know uh, let's say action behind the title it's got to be he's got to have something you yeah. know you're better off we were talking about this in the car earlier yeah. but you're better off being a director and you know busting your ass and, and going out there and getting a bunch of events and helping all people out uh, versus you know just having an officer title and not doing it yeah you know? exactly. I completely agree it's, with it's that. all about the story and, and plus you're gonna know 15 more people than that person just actually exactly. more than that exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else that uh, we can do uh, right now, people listening to this? I mean, whether it's reaching out to you, seeing what they can do or anything like that. Like, I obviously want to put a little spark in this fire right now about the, uh, you know, the incoming, you know, incoming colleagues, uh, family of uh, the oil and gas industry. Is there anything else that we can do that you want to leave us on? Any uh, any uh, final uh, notes or messages or anything like that? Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Dean. So we've, we've got a as, – as far as – Texas A&M, um, you know, we've got a golf tournament. We've got a technical exhibition where you can showcase some of your tools and, um, and technology. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When's this golf tournament? Golf and clay. <laughs> golf and clay. In the spring. In the spring. So we'll have golf. We'll have a clay shoot. We'll have an exhibition. It's going to be a fun time. Dean, if I don't hear from you or Keaton, <laughs> I will remove this from the internet. Okay. You, you will. You if will I don't get the it. invite you to this. You can be on our clay shoot team I'm, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, pretty good hey i'm a master sergeant in halo so anyway i'm pretty oh, good at oh, okay. so anyway <laughs> yeah but like i said i mean all these student chapters in sp will will have something so um for the listeners out there in your region you know you'll have an sp chapter no doubt so right. reach out to them see if you get involved in their uh their fundraisers their their golf tournaments stuff like that and um like we were saying earlier you know if you make a post and just kind of volunteer yourself to be a mentor uh for sure you'll get you'll get kids reaching out to you because they definitely need it and that's and, that, and honestly, if you're out there listening right now, and if you do get that type of a message or request or something like that, it doesn't have to mean it's you know thirty hours a week. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. could be responding back, it could be like, one "Hey, meeting. man, I would change your title." Like, oh, <laughs> dude, you don't want to have your full name in there. It could be something yeah. simple and quick, mm-hmm. but you're still impacting lives. Yeah, anything helps. What do you think? Uh, I completely agree with Dean there, and like. Um, it doesn't matter what SPE chapter it is. I mean, we, we pretty much communicate with the, the Gulf Coast section and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, even if you're, you know, in that region, if you're in the Midland region, they have their own as well. That's pretty active with yeah. data analytics and stuff like that. Um, reaching out to them, we all communicate. We all, uh, if there's an event in our area and they're there or something like that and they want to know about it and they want to come here, then that's fine with us. I mean, just reach out to us. Let us know. I mean, we'll be reaching out to companies. We always are. Uh, trying to get people to sponsor whatever i mean whatever you want to do to get involved we've had an overwhelming amount of you know participation this semester i mean like dean said earlier the the amount of events we've had is uh, i can't even it's probably way more than we did last year yeah honestly. i think it's a, it's almost twice as much as uh, almost at least twice yeah mm-hmm. something you like know that what, you know what's cool about hearing this like you know you're hearing like oh you want spawn you hear a lot of people you know come for like sponsorships you want a bigger better event bigger yeah. better event it sounds to me like y'all two are like hey man like we just want to yeah. get to know you. Yeah, like, we don't if you want to help out, people. if you want to help yeah. out, if you if you do, great. If you don't, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I just want to get yeah. to know you. Exactly. Most of our events this semester were free. Yeah, it's been unsolved. or basically free. They were like you know little little fees, if that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were just trying to get people to you know uh, reach out to our students and yeah. talk to them and yeah. you know give them a presentation, especially in this hard time that we're not you know communicating with each other. So. Hearing from people in industry is can be inspiring and, and motivating for most of the students. So. That's right. We have the only guys uh, involved in Pixar. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that's a different story for the next podcast. All right. Uh, well, anyway, do you have anything else to say, guys? 
Uh, any, 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 I uh, would say uh, T.Y., but you might get mad. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. No, I do the thank you. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of that. Anyway, everyone, we have a uh, first thought. Thank you both for being here. I Likewise. Think, there I go. actually, uh, I enjoyed this. I, I, I enjoyed hearing the perspectives, why you guys got involved, what we can do for you. And honestly, it sounds like as an industry, the only thing we can do for you right now is be more receptive and communicate a little bit more. You know, definitely accept that LinkedIn request. I mean, it's not an industry thing. It's an individual thing. And I think I think that's kind of a cool thing that that I'm hearing right now. Um, again, everyone, we have Dean Murphy, the uh, Texas A&M uh, SPE president of uh, 2021, and we have Keaton Upshaw, the Texas A&M VP of external relationships, uh, 2021 as well. And uh, guys, I honestly thank you for coming in. I wish you both continued success. And you can find them on LinkedIn. And we're going to post the Texas A&M SPE page. We're going to post their uh, profiles. We're going to do everything we can to get y'all and to get the S, uh, SP um, uh, organization out there so people can uh, reach out to y'all and connect and see how they can help. And hopefully they do. Sounds good. And yeah, if they that'd don't, be much appreciated. I'll tell you what, if they don't, much if they don't, if I can help, I play golf at one of y'all's tournament, I'll do that. You know what? I will take that. I will fall on the sword. I'll take you don't that. want me as your teammate, though. Yeah. I will do Awful. that. Oh, I'm down. Awful. Oh, I played with some bad teammates, buddy boy. Really? But it's always been a good time. <laughs> you haven't played with us yet. Oh, it's, yeah. always, it's always been a good time. All right, guys. Well, Dean, Keaton, thank you so much for joining us. And I guess uh, we'll uh, we'll see you around. And uh, if you need any well-side supervisors, call this guy. Hopefully one day we will. Ha, 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 ha.